Welcome. I'm Jessica Ward. I'm Luca Lucarini. And I'm Elon Levy. And together, we are your hosts for the Health Podcast Series brought to you by Dentons. These sessions will cover various topics in the health tech, life sciences, and healthcare sectors, and aims to provide you with small segments that you can listen to on the go. You can find our episodes at dentons.com on our podcast page. There you can access our episodes as well as a description for each topic and information on our speakers. And now over to our podcast topics and speakers. In today's episode, I'm sitting down with Erica Zarkovich, the Vice President, General Counsel, Chief Privacy Officer, and Corporate Secretary of Life Labs. She'll be speaking on issues related to laboratory standards, data privacy, and security of medical records. Erica, welcome to the podcast. Hi, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Luca. It's a pleasure. Um, so let's let's get started. So I you know I think most of our listeners are going to be familiar with uh, with Life Labs, but maybe you could just, by way of introduction, kind of give us an understanding of what Life Labs does, and if there's anything that Life Labs is going to be doing different in the future. Yeah, so Life Labs, I'd say, is a, you know, we're a, a national lab company. So our bread and butter is kind of, you know, lab testing, testing that you do from your doctor, et cetera. Um, our major markets are in BC and Ontario. Um, COVID has really kind of um, established a new line of business for us in terms of, you know, being at the forefront of COVID testing, both at the public end. Um, really, we were called upon, um, a lot at the beginning of the pandemic to absorb the volumes of um, required volumes for COVID testing in the public side. And then the development of these private, you know, for pay programs to facilitate travel and returns to the workplace, et cetera. So, you know, the past year has seen a new line of business um, established for, for life labs by virtue of COVID testing. I anticipate, you know, and I think we all anticipate this to continue as the pandemic you know, we don't see a natural end to the, the pandemic anytime soon. And I think we're going to be in the phase of testing frequently, um, you know, for the, the foreseeable future. But what, um, what Life Labs is really trying to also work on going forward is kind of this idea of more um, personalized kind of lab services, at-home care, and kind of moving beyond just, just the lab into kind of different healthcare um, services for Canadians to really enable Canadians to live their healthiest life, whether that's kind of things like, you know, um, NIPT testing for pregnant women, understanding genetic results, um, and kind of providing personalized care at home for individuals who can't make it to labs, all these things to, to really enable um, Canadians to be healthier and to have that kind of personalized touch for care. So that's what we're really seeing um, in the near future for, for this company. And in terms of the the COVID engagement, is that is it safe to say that that would have been Life Labs' first um, large scale engagement with the public sector, or is that something that? Yeah, so so we do um, have pretty significant contracts with the government for our lab testing, and so we are um, you know we are one of their trusted kind of partners to perform lab tests in both in Ontario and we are um, the partner in BC. So we have really um, we're the sole relationship partner with BC. So we had that kind of framework established. I think what happened with COVID was, um, you know, at the beginning, and you guys probably would all agree, I mean, no one knew really how, what was going on, how long this would be, what to expect. And so, 
it was helpful that we had those pre-established relationships with our government partners because we were able to then kind of leverage those and build out the, the COVID testing work that needed to be done and leverage the infrastructure we had in place too, because you know it's hard to just build up an infrastructure quickly, in the, especially in, in something like this where you need you know, registered um, technicians and uh, different lab testing and labs and all that set up to do the PCR testing. So we were lucky to be able to leverage that framework for COVID. Um, and I think it's also strengthened our relationships, you know, with our government partners who are very significant clients of ours, just given the, um, you know, given the public health care system of, of Canada. Great, great. So, I mean, I guess in that context and more generally speaking, what, what are some of the most kind of pressing issues and challenges that you're, you're uh, grappling with these days? You know, I see that you've, uh, you wear a few hats. Yeah. So <laughs> I imagine there, there are many, but maybe a couple. Of yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's the, uh, well, the job of an in-house, you know, a, of a general counsel, I always laugh is kind of, you know, jack of all trades, a master of none, because you end up just having to be kind of play multiple roles. And especially in a business, you know, um, our like life labs, like we're, um, I would say there's a big emphasis on, you know, putting the customer first and that kind of customer focused approach, and then um, really kind of keeping that commercial bent. So it's not good enough to be kind of just thinking of things through a legal lens. You have to be also part of the business, understanding the business, understanding how your role impacts the business and can, and, and you know, assist with kind of profitability and the reputation building of the business. So the role of general counsel, yeah, you wear multiple hats and you also have to look at the, you know, the lens of the work you do from, you know, in, in different ways. I would say what I, um, what I'm working on primarily is, you know, I've been at this company for over a year in June, 2020, I started um, building out and kind of the, the department itself was my first step um, when I got there. Now it's just dealing with, um, Kind of the you know the day to day uh, kind of legal and privacy and risk management operations and you know the corporate secretarial function of the board. There's been a big push towards building out and kind of maturing our privacy program. You know we were we had a big obviously a significant breach in 2019 and we've spent a lot of um, time, energy, money, and focus on on really building out. Know, analyzing what happened, building out the security of our of our data systems and our network security, and building out from a privacy perspective, you know, re, kind of rebuilding and maturing our program. So that's been a big focus as well. Um, and really, then, and for me, I mean, it's been managing the the class action and the regulatory proceedings. So that's been a big a big piece of my work. And then just um, you know, navigating the new realities of of COVID too. So you know. I've been dealing with similar issues of, of probably at, you know, at, at Denton's. I mean, we're dealing with mandatory vaccination policies, return to work issues, HR issues where we have some labor issues, um, you know, how to, how to manage people's morale and employee engagement during this time. So, you know, I think, you know, COVID's accelerated a lot of stuff, but there's also been an overlay of additional work um, because of all these new issues that have, have arisen. Sure. Yeah, the the return to work thing uh, is definitely uh, coming across our desk a lot these days. Um, and so, I guess just kind of building off of that piece about establishing the privacy program. I mean, how 
how are you approaching kind of um, building out a privacy program um, within the current, within the context of the current kind of regulatory space? I know, especially yeah. in that you're talking about kind of more personalized solutions, more take out mm -hmm. stuff. That seems like it would be pushing, pushing the kind of fringes of, of the current regulatory environment a bit. So mm -hmm. I'm wondering maybe if you had any comments on what the perspective is of someone who's a GC in a pretty sophisticated company, mm -hmm. and a lot of personal health information, like what, where, where does it, where does it stand? Yeah. So, um, my focus as, uh, as a you know, chief privacy officer in this, this company has always been kind of to go back to, you know, it sounds kind of trite, but to go back to, to, to basics. So really the key to, um, having a company that really, um, understands privacy is to a kind of embed it across the organization and B, have, you know, have it be understandable and digestible. And then I guess the last thing is just having people kind of just like think about it. So it's not an afterthought. So with those three things in mind, we've, we've really tried to build out the privacy program and we've done it by, you know, we've taken a look at all of our privacy policies and we kind of, you know, they were good, but it was just rewriting them into kind of simple, easy to understand um, uh, messaging so that people you know, get it. We've simplified our training program to make it, you know, real life examples so people can understand how privacy affects them. And it's different for an individual working at one of our, um, like one of our PSEs, one of our uh, collection centers where you go get your blood drawn to my issues with privacy to, you know, um, a receptionist at the office. So it's providing that role-based look at privacy. And it's been also just, um, really trying to embed privacy across the organization. So to your point with yet building out a kind of more personalized solutions and thinking of how we can do these new programs and setting up COVID um, program, it was, we've worked on kind of putting privacy um, firmly into our um, project life cycle for the project management office, having our board, like now there's a standing item at our board for privacy updates. Um, having our ELT, like our executive team members, understand how important privacy is, and you know, kind of disseminate it to their teams. So it's been really trying to kind of have privacy be at the forefront of, of all of the organization, so that it's, yeah, so that it's not forgotten. Because I think you know, there's that, there's that kind of point after a breach where everyone is only thinking about privacy, and I think that's great because you know they always say no good. So don't let a breach go to waste, which is, you know, it's a terrible experience, but it's also a prompt. But then, you know, people tend to forget. And it's, so it's really, you know, your job as a CPO, you can't be the, you know, you're, you can't be at every lab and at every site. So you have to hope that people are understanding what you're supposed to be doing enough that we're not making mistakes. And that's, um, so we're doing a combination of those things. And we're also trying to measure things. So we're making things like actionable and measurable. You know, how many breaches are we having is, is common to measure, but, you know, drilling down on where they are and then remediating those areas. So if we're having, you know, mixed, you know, we're having breaches in one area, it's let's dig into the processes, you know, what's happening. Um, and that, that's been helpful for us because I think, you know, those are, that's data that everybody can, um, understand and, and work from and then and then build off of and we can track it. And just kind of building on that, like digging into let's call it the data security piece, you know, thinking that it sounds like you have some stuff moving kind of direct to consumer. 
So like, what are some of the changes you see happening with respect to kind of data security over those records? You know, it's not like you just go to a lab and then it's all handled behind yeah. the behind the glass, so to speak. I mean, what, you know, what's the approach in terms of uh, data security and, and the kind of direct consumer piece? Yeah, so we've, um, so that's a good point. We've, and we've invested a lot, um, both with our, um, Kind of our chief information security officer and all of the work that he's been doing on kind of ensuring that we have um, the right kind of uh, security across all of our systems to ensure that there's no, you know, threat actors can't get to it, that we are understanding that, you know, consumers have, we have something called MyCare Compass where you can go into MyCare Compass and look at all your lab information and that comes quite quickly um, to you. And so making sure that that system is properly secure. Um, and also just as we build out additional kind of D to C offerings um, that we we contemplate and we kind of bake into that, that the requisite kind of privacy security functionality. Um, so that's been something that um, Mike Milo, who's our CISO and I, um, we've been really working hard on building out um, you know, a good relationship between us because I think it's important for people in the role of either you know, chief information security officer or chief privacy officer to really forge a good connection with, um, you know, privacy to security and security to privacy because really there's not one without the other. And so, you know, I, so often um, when you're, when people are starting up a project and we're doing, I don't know, like building out a system for individuals to take a look at their COVID test results online. Um, we would be at the table early. We would ask if we needed to have a, the requisite security kind of um, like a, I don't know, an app or something that we needed to actually ensure had the right security. We'd, we'd ask for extra money if we needed it. We'd understand and do a risk assessment. So it's that kind of building it in ahead of time that's been helpful. I mean, it's not a perfect, you know, it's not a perfect science, but um, I do think it's been definitely helpful for us as we've um, as we've been working in these kind of really expedited, fast timelines to to work together. So I would, yeah. So I would definitely say, you know, as a for you know chief privacy officers or for people who are providing you know, privacy support to CPOs and the privacy team, it, it is really important to never forget the, the security piece and vice versa because. Yeah, they, they just can't, they can't not coexist. Okay, well, um, that was uh, that was really interesting and informative, Eric. I, I appreciate you taking the time out and uh, joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Luca. Our speakers from this podcast episode or any other professional in our group would be pleased to speak with you on today's topic or any other topic related to our topic. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for other episodes. Dentons is a global legal practice providing client services worldwide through its member firms and affiliates. This episode is not designed to provide legal or other advice, and you should not take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Please see dentons.com for legal notices. <laughs>